big healthcare organizations are teaming up on a study about long COVID here in central Illinois. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Chloe. Today is Tuesday, May 16th, and this is WGLT's The Lead Off. Support for the leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport with nonstop flights from Bloomington to Denver on Frontier Airlines. The Mile High City is just one flight away. Information at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with a West Bloomington garden that's rebranding itself as it tries to feed more in need. WGLT's Eric Stock explains. Sunnyside Community Garden opened in 2016. It provides food and education opportunities for residents of Bloomington's West Side. Director Caleb Phillips says the garden on West Illinois Street is now known as Sunnyside Urban Farm. Phillips says that distinction matters. One of the biggest pushes that we want to be able to do is we want to be able to expand. We want to be able to expand the number of kids that we hire. We want to potentially look at, a, at another site to farm, whether that's in Normal or in Bloomington or the surrounding area. Sunnyside provides produce for several Bloomington businesses and nonprofits and hopes to serve more in the future. Phillips says Sunnyside plans to expand an apprenticeship program not only to teach the technical skills of agriculture, but career coaching and skills that Phillips says aren't always exposed to students who fall behind in school. What we're doing is a way to develop community and help kids to develop and say, you know, I can build a better future for myself, but what does that actually look like? Sunnyside will employ 10 teenagers from within a two-mile radius in West Bloomington this summer. The urban farm relies heavily on donated time and money for each year's harvest. With the reporting from student reporter Eric Dito, I'm Eric Stock. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he'll appoint Bloomington Mayor Mboko Milamwe to the Illinois Workforce Innovation Board. That board provides oversight and strategic leadership for the state's workforce development system. The chair of the Illinois Republican Party, Don Tracy, is telling his rank and file that their party needs to adapt and promote voting by mail and early voting, rather than questioning their impact on election integrity. And a proposal in Springfield to help the Chicago Bears move to Arlington Heights is scheduled for a committee hearing this morning. It's the first time legislation concerning the Bears' move has been debated publicly. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. The RECOVER initiative is a multi-year study analyzing the causes of long COVID syndrome and researching potential preventative measures and treatment strategies in central Illinois. It's a collaboration between OSF Healthcare, Carl Health, the University of Illinois College of Medicine at Peoria, and other partners. Dr. John Hafner is an attending physician at OSF St. Francis in Peoria and the site investigator for the RECOVER program. In this conversation with Tim Shelley from our sister station, WCBU, Hafner explains how the study works and what researchers have found so far. It's a landmark trial that's going to be enrolling uh, tens of thousands of patients within the United States, trying to understand better the syndrome that we used to call long COVID, which is post-acute sequelae from COVID, or PASC is kind of the new term for this but sort of understanding both the symptoms and the progression and possibly how to treat it. What do we what do we know about it? Because I know it presents a number of symptoms. It's not just any one thing. Some people, of course, get fatigued very easily. Other people even have heart issues, depending on 
you know, how severe it was. It seems like it presents in so many different ways. That's right. And that's really the problem with this whole syndrome is understanding it better. We know that about 20% or one in five people that come down with COVID will end up suffering some form of PASC, but it does hit so many different areas of the body. And we're seeing that within the trial as well, multiple, multiple areas. Are we beginning to even get a sense of how can we, how can we treat these symptoms, help alleviate this? Yeah, the first step of the trial is to really try to help us identify what is PASC, so be able to have a better working definition of what that is and understand what the most common uh, symptoms are and, and really the progression and, and how to better diagnose it. Uh, the next phase of the trial, which is starting right now, is understanding how we can enroll people into treatment phases and understand how we can better treat uh, the, the disease once it starts. OSF's working with a number of partners on this, I think, University of Illinois College of Medicine being one of them. Yes, that's what's really exciting about this trial is it represents a coalition of central Illinois agencies, um, both the University of Illinois College of Medicine, uh, Carl Health Methodist, and OSF Healthcare all came together, as well as a number of community partners, including the Peoria City County Health Department, uh, Neighborhood House, and a large number of other different coalitions trying to enroll patients so that we get a very good sense of central Illinois in general. And how, how's the uh, identification of people suffering from PASC and uh, enrollment going so far? Is there a lot of eagerness to participate in this? We really have. We've had an amazing number of subjects come forward that are interested in being in the study. And even more remarkably, they've stayed with us. This is a this can be a little bit of a challenging study is that there's a lot of visits, there's a lot of data collection, a lot of blood work and a lot of surveys. but. Our subjects are really interested in this and have stayed with us through the entire process so far. And this is just a, it's a multi-year uh, you know, study. This isn't just a one and done thing. That's correct. It's a five-year longitudinal cohort study, meaning we're going to follow folks that are enrolled for at least five years uh, at this point to try to understand not only how their symptoms uh, develop or progress or resolve, but you know, possibly even potentially enroll them in for trials for treatment. Is the ultimate goal to, to try to develop a medication or, or not that far yet? You know, this isn't the first viral syndrome that's resulted in long-term consequences from infection, but each of those present differently and require different treatments. I think the first step in all of this is to better understand this virus and understand how it's affecting the body. And once that's accomplished, we'll really be able to target different treatments and ways in which we can help folks with that particular problem. Is there really any virus that we can compare that causes such a wide array of potential symptoms for people long-term? This is a very unique virus. It causes not only symptoms in one organ systems, but many organ systems and different people are affected in different ways. But I think as the body of knowledge grows and we understand the virus better, it's going to make a lot more sense on how things are happening, both in the molecular, genetic, and, and biochemical uh, modalities there. That was Dr. John Hafner updating Tim Shelley on the Recover Long COVID Research. Support for WGLT health coverage comes from Carl Health. You can count on Carl as your partner in health care. Information at carl.org. And before we let you go, the Bloomington Public Library Board meets today at 5.30 at BPD's Osborne Room. On the agenda is some strategic goal brainstorming. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Chloe, from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Leadoff Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.